you just record straight into QuickTime? Just record straight into QuickTime. No big fancy anything. Yeah. It's uh, and then we've tried lots of other things. No middleman. Um, the issue is with GarageBand is that it runs out of beats. So around 108, <laughs> 108 or at, <coughs> oh, yeah. at uh, an hour and uh, eight minutes, 68 minutes, it stops. Yeah. Which is really annoying. You need to set up a template that pushes that out. Yeah. And uh, it wouldn't be a big deal. I mean, it's an engineering problem. And they've said it does podcasts. So maybe in the next version of, of uh, GarageBand, they'll fix that. Are they going to have GarageBand on the iPhone, John? I, this is not that show. <laughs> GarageBand on the iPhone. You know, it has, it's a phone, right? So by default... It has It'll gar- have GarageBand. It'll have GarageBand because you can phone into my fake phone number uh, or the Beer School hotline. And which is? Which is 206. Uh, 206. Uh, <laughs> it's on the webpage. I blame the producer. We don't. Yeah, the producer's the supposed to have my notes ready to go. <laughs> That's not the intern. <laughs> no, the producer was uh, unhappy that I kept her out until the wee. Yeah, yeah I, just tell her to stop whining. I did. I'm the Wii. Wii. The Wii hours. Oh. Not as in the Nintendo Wii. No, not as in the... No. no. <laughs> I threw out my arm playing Nintendo Wii. Which which show is this? Bowling. Bowling? This is not the bowling show. You haven't started show. it yet, John. I... Oh, we're the, wasting is this, this recording? Characters. This is recording. <laughs> All right. This is the lively pre Finally, <laughs> Finally, the bell has gone off. You're listening to Beer School. We're here to help you and your friends learn to like more than one kind of beer. There's lots of beers to like. Some are made right down the street from where you live, and others have to travel all the way from Oz just to get to you. Learn why beer tastes like it does, how other styles came about, and which book is the best to use to describe what you are tasting. The best part about Beer School is the homework. The homework is beer. And if that's not motivation Mm. enough to listen and take part, I Mm. don't know what else is. So in the studio today, we have a very special guest, um, Chris from Australia. G'day, how are you? Cheers. 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 So he's, he's it's interesting, he's, uh, we're hanging out at the 21st Amendment at the bar, and it's the end, and he turns to me, and we start having a conversation about, of all things, beer, and it turns out we have a common interest. That's right. Other than beer. Yeah. Um... So I've got a company called Plask, and uh, we are known mostly for Comic Life. and But also Skitch. That's right. Skitch is the other big one that's getting a lot of buzz already at the moment. It's got a ton of buzz. It's a yeah. pretty fun, cool program. I'm surprised that it hasn't totally taken off yet, but it's, you know, it's, but it's promotion. In, it's too new. Still in beta. Yeah. So, yeah, we're um, hopefully going to get that out within a month, so... Excellent. Yeah. What does Sketch do? Yeah, tell us what Sketch does. Right. So for the, listen, for the listening audience who's now confused about what show they're actually listening yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. So where's the rabbit hole? <laughs> um, so Sketch, it lets you snap, draw, and share. So it'll, you can snap from your eyesight. You can grab a photo from your uh, iPhoto library, Aperture, then pull that in and annotate that and then you can also grab screenshots as well so cool. so say you, for example you're working uh with 
another designer on the other side of the world, you can quickly grab a shot of what you're working on, point it out, and send it to someone. I imagine that Sketch has been useful for talking about itself. Oh, yeah. Where you <laughs> use Sketch to draw and then draw on and say, here, this, is, this icon is being drawn wrong, and then off it goes. Right, yeah, it, it was really born out of a need for Plask itself because we're all spread all around the world. We don't have an office. We all work from home. There is no... There is no comic life office where no. there's big posters of comics that the users <laughs> nope. have sent in. Not at all. No, our um, our office is kind of Skype, and we've got kind of a wiki, and we just we work in that manner. Wherever. Yeah. We are a future company. Yeah, it's getting pretty common these days. Very cool. About the only thing you can't do company that you can't do that with is beer. <laughs> Although we did hear when we were at City Beer Store earlier, we did hear about a guy who's basically made that happen. Oh yeah, the what was the name of that weird beer? Mate. Mate. Oh yeah, yeah. And it tasted like how? Yerba mate. Like it the tea. really did taste like the yerba mate. Yeah. Kind of a clovey, cloviness. Yeah, smokiness. That's what all the kids are into, John. Is and you you drink it with a little crack pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Am I not giving it the proper respect? No. <laughs> it's it's like this tea, this caffeinated tea. Okay. Number one was hooked on it for a while. Ah. <laughs> mm. It really tastes like you've taken a lot of uh, Sticks some and twigs. grass, twigs, a <laughs> bit of dirt, um, brewed it for a while. It's like the way beer used to taste. I don't know. Supposedly. The guy yes. who's, who came up with this recipe decided that he didn't want to put a whole brewing company around it. Mm. So he contracted the beer being made, and then uh, they help with the, the storage and the distribution, and he concentrates on the marketing. So good way to launch a company. Mm. Indeed. There, there are a couple of beers made that way. Yeah, um, Isn't uh, Hebrew done Hebrew that way? that way. There's that, some microbrews in Australia that are doing a similar kind of thing. Isn't that like Sam Adams? They don't That's, actually have a brewery. Well, no. Sam Adams actually does have a brewery now. They had to they had to bite the bullet and, mm. and uh, buy Latrobe or mm. no, not Latrobe. Uh, 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 Pittsburgh or Pitts- Cleveland? No, or Pittsburgh. The Green Glass uh, Rolling Rock. They brought they bought that brewery. Did Sam Adams buy Rolling Rock? Yeah. Okay. Sam Adams are pretty huge now, though. Aren't they? They're they're bigger than big. Right. Yeah, we tried to get their one of their beers on the show. <laughs> we tried to get one of their beers on the show, and then we ended up not being able to find it because we were too late. We tried to get three of their beers on the show, the long shot oh, yeah. stuff. The long shot stuff, yeah. So long shot 07 is coming up if you're a home brewer and you're thinking that you want to see what it tastes like when it's made big, uh, send your beers in. Long shot is basically they took homebrew recipes and the winners got their uh, their recipes done on a commercial scale and sold to everybody. So it's like American mm. Idol for... for exactly. Yeah. Nice. Whoa. You bring, bring the best perspective to the show. It's like <laughs> well, American Idol. I would have never made that connection. So what are we doing to today's show? So we have an What's interesting show today. This is technically show number 16, although we started counting from zero. Because uh, <laughs> so, uh, the first show is, you know, the experiment, and then we didn't really get it right till the next, the next one. We didn't so, get it right till Rockstar Bartender. That was the third show. <laughs> um, and we get all kinds of requests for Rockstar Bartender to come back. So she will be returning shortly. <laughs> we have a whole bunch of stuff we want to 
have. But today is an interesting show because I wanted to, to base it around the idea of 16. And the obvious 16 is a pint. So this uh, is so this that's is how called, your mind works. That's how my mind works. <laughs> <laughs> so the show is called today A Pint of Whatever. 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 And so the thinking the thinking I had with this was that there's lots of different beers that I've never ever tried. And so when I do the random eeny meeny miny mo and take something home, how do I go about evaluating or deciding if I like the beer or not? No, you could do the you know, maybe I'm overthinking this. Maybe it's uh too many words. Or too many notes, as the king would say. All the adjectives. All you the need adjectives. To well, we're going to use which book is best. <laughs> so, um, the idea of this was, I don't know, maybe to get in everybody's head about why they like the kind of beers that they like, and what it is that when you taste something, you know, what is your first impressions, and what are your lingering impressions, and how can you improve your uh, ability to taste things. And this also goes to being able to describe what the beer is so that you can explain it to somebody else uh, when uh, you go out with people and they're not really sure what beer they like. I was, a couple of weeks ago, I was at City Beer Store with some friends who don't have that wide a knowledge of beer. And so I was sort of like, well, what beer do you like? Talk about a couple of beers you like and then go, oh, this is a flavor like that. Why don't you try this? This will help people sort of figure out, how, you know. Do you explain the beer? This beer is like this other beer. So if you're familiar with A beer, then B beer is roughly the same. Or what flavors do you like in the beer? Do you like the malt or do you like the hops? Or right. Like- and a lot of people don't know what hops is. So they go, I don't like it. I don't like bitter beer or I don't like sour beer. Or even if they even they may not even know to use those words. They just go, I don't like that beer. <laughs> I like this beer because it has a pretty label. Questions. Right. Mm. I like this beer that we're drinking because it has a pretty label. Purdy. Purdy. It's uh so we're starting off with a with a really light, good summertime hot beer. Yes. Uh, called Mothership Wit. And this is coming from New Belgium Brewing Company. And the first thing that I noticed when I saw this beer was how cool the label looks. And I actually want a, yeah, you stared uh, at it for like I a good couple of minutes. I he stares at a lot of things. Well, that's true. Anything <laughs> but, uh, shiny. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but I want I want a poster of this. I want to put this up on the on the beer school studio wall because it's really it's just it, I don't know the perspective is right. It has this idea of uh, the mothership coming down, descending into the uh, the brewery brewery. And uh, you know, maybe it's aliens. Maybe it's just the the ship. Maybe it's that Boston guitar that's landing. Oh God! <laughs> I prefer the ELO spaceship to the Boston guitar. If we're talking Thank about you. rock and roll uh, UFOs, rock, rock, rock and roll uh, yeah, UFOs, yeah. But uh, so, why'd you choose this, Rosie? Well, the label, right? You well, were captivated the, by the label, just like me. You found them in, lying in the cut on the, on the gutter and figured you'd. I'm sure it's safer yeah. than that. Somebody from Beta Breakers just you know, <laughs> abandoned it in the gutter. So, um, I chose it because I was looking for uh, a wheat summertime beer, and I had never tried this one before, and I thought it would fit in with our whatever theme. And uh, the label so is both good job. It Thank starts you. with a W, and W starts with uh, the first. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> 
Sync- is synchronicity. the first letter of whatever, so it is. Mm. There's a little bridge and a stream and some windmills and an orchard and a brewery with great big fermenters out in the backyard. So this first thing I'm tasting is there's there's a lot of orange Definitely. coming out. There are potato chips. Yeah, they're in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting more lemon from this one than so than orange. No, well, com- when you compare it to a Hoogan, for example, mm, okay, yeah, uh, it's definitely uh, a thinner mouthfeel than a uh, Hoogan. Yeah, it's lighter in body. Yeah, a bit. definitely. And you yeah. get, I got a little zap of the 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 citrusy lemony right in the middle of my tongue, pointing to your tongue on radio is not right. a good idea because <laughs> first it obscures you. Uh, I that my tongue. It has a little, just a little sour finish to it, which is kind of nice. I think that's what makes it a good, a good hot weather beer. Yeah. Um, First thing that comes to mind is that I would not like this beer in the winter time. No. It's not going to have you know the cold. It's not comforting. It's not well. It would taste good, but it's refreshing. It's it's refreshing, but it's not that big hoppy, uh, sweet taste that I would want to have when it's cold. Definitely this is a beach beer, although it probably doesn't come in a um, in a can. This no. is also a beer that would get beaten up by a lot of food. Mm-hmm. I think you could have maybe... Beaten up? Yeah, beaten up. Trampled. I mean, like, the idea is... So what motor means by that is that if you had, um, say, a big, heavy, smoky salsa... Right. This beer would not go well with that. If you had this with a burrito, it wouldn't be that good. Nope. Mm-hmm. Because this has got a lot of flavor going on, but it's all sort of a little symphony of flavors that would mm. be sort of drowned out by the everything that's going on in a burrito. A delicate symphony. Right. So yes. when a you're delicate symphony, when you're yes. tasting things, there's four. It's basic, not Wagner. <laughs> there's four basic things that we taste. We taste salt. We taste sweet. We taste bitter, and we taste this other thing called. Um, Savory, Unagi. savory, unagi. <laughs> unagi is an eel. It's not. <laughs> it's not a description of taste. No, it's the MSG flavor. It's the M- savory. Yeah, is the savory. MSG flavor savory? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I've, the MSG flavor. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. I've heard there is magic salt special. The, the fifth, the, yeah, the fifth, the this, fifth flavor. Yeah, fifth which element. is, I, and I think it is unagi. Something like unagi. It's a. It's a I think Japanese it's umami. Word. Yeah, umami or something like that. She's good. <laughs> she studied <Yeah>. umami. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be careful how you pronounce it. So there's those. There's four, possibly five, different things that we can taste, and d- different parts of your mouth taste different. Those different things. So the front of your tongue tastes sweet. The back of your tongue is more the bitter, the bitter end, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the thing that happens is that if you're just eating to eat, you're you know chomping away and not paying attention to what those things, what those those regions are doing, what signals you're getting, um, and <laughs> from a beer point of view, when you when you have something like a Budweiser that's frozen, you know it's at 32 degrees or in your case one. our guest from melbourne so it's one degree one degree basically means that your mouth is being frozen and you're and you're getting a refreshing flavor or refreshing taste maybe the savory taste is what's going on 
but that's the only thing that you're getting. Well, it's like uh, we spoke. We speak a lot about trying to figure the right temperature for some beers, and some mm-hmm. beers should be cold, some beers should be warmer. Right. And there was the one example of the secret beer that we had a couple of weeks ago that mm-hmm. when we tasted it cold, tasted completely different from when you tasted it warm. And a lot of the, the darker browner beers are right. better warm rather than cold. Definitely. Whereas some beers that are good cold are almost undrinkable warm. Sierra Nevada pale ale warm is disgusting. Blech. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. Um, Other but, times it's but that has to, That has to do, the temperature has to do with where the beer fermented, the style of beer, the amount of bubbles that are in it. Uh, <laughs> More than 142 bubbles. Bubbleosity. Yeah, yeah bubbleosity. If it's got a lot of bubbles, it needs to be colder. If it doesn't have a lot of bubbles, it needs to be warmer. That's not true. <laughs> Everything we just said is not true. We're making it all up. <laughs> Good job, John. Did someone, has someone got bubbleosity.com? You know, there's they a, do now, thanks. <laughs> there's a confuser right there. Maybe. <laughs> bubbleosity. <laughs> So this is this is we're starting off with one of those beers that's not really a common beer flavor. The no. the wit is a very sort of individual flavor unto itself, like the uh what was Hogarden? Yeah. It's it's another mm-hmm. thing if you if you come to this beer, you might be you should come to expecting something more like a like a seven uppy sort of flavor almost, or a diet seven up or a a squirt or something that's not so much bitter, but more different sort of citrusy flavors. Well, like orange, like that soda called Orangina. Yes, which is um, has hint of orange and hint of bubbles, but it's not like sugary sweet. Right. Hmm. It's just it's you know you taste it, you're like, huh? I expected this to be like orange orange soda, where it's just all sugar and sun kissed. Yeah. Ugh. This has a very light mouthfeel. It's very easy to drink, and there's a lot of subtle notes to it. The citrus, the spice, and a little bit of sourness from Mm -hmm. the orange. Out of all the wit beers we've had in the last week or so, the Who Garden is the one that has the most pronounced flavor. The, uh, The blue and white wit beer that we got. Blue Moon? Or? Yeah, no, no, no. The, oh, the one on the can. Yeah, the one on the can. That had a lot of coriander flavor to it, more yeah. more than orange. Uh, we even complained that it didn't have enough orange. But this is the most subtle of the three that we've had. And the funny thing is, is that I'm remembering how the three beers tasted um, so that I can compare them um, in my head anyway. And I think that's one of the things that's important as when you're trying different beers is to try to remember what things what things taste like. And you can do this two ways. You can either write stuff down and say coriander, orange, lots of coriander, no orange, whatever. And then you have a beer log. Now that's being, in, in this case, way too geeky as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but I'd just like to remember the things. He said log. <laughs> <laughs> I'm remaining neutral. I'm why? Do you have an opinion about this? <laughs> no, about log. Speak <laughs> it's heavy as wood. <laughs> Sorry, John. I like to read the log files on that come off the Apache server because it tells me what shows are popular and what shows are not. And I know that this one from the logs, so there I said it again, will be more popular because we said log more than once. <laughs> I just like to have sort of placing a bear on a continuum. 
along the along the style. And so I like this better than the Ho Garden. Mm-hmm. Although I think I like the one in the can better. I think the, that, the, well, that's my favorite out of the out of the style so far. Yeah, you don't remember the name of it. There's a picture on the website. <laughs> it's on the <laughs> internet. You. It's on the internet. You can get it at, at it's a Trader Joe's. Uh, it's a Belgian beer that comes into Trader Joe's, and oh, it's okay. a weird can. So you're feeling you're you, you have you're holding the can. It's like why is this can off? It's a European third third of a liter size. Uh, some of the European beers, <laughs> the the breakdown is is uh, for a bottle. Bottles are usually a third of a liter, not which is about. Mm. 11.2 ounces or something. So it's slightly smaller than the usual beer can size. Mm. And the bottle, like Radeberger, my favorite, is third of a liter bottles. Okay. One of the problems that, are not problems, but one of the things that I've learned, especially when we did the Pale of Pale show, we talked about where beers were on the table, you know, position-wise. So we had the we had the Bass Ale over in this corner, we had the Sierra Nevada over in this corner, and we started to compare other beers to the two styles, you know, like by moving the bottle around the table. That was actually one of my favorite shows. Thanks. Pale of Pales. A lot of history. Like and the, uh, the idea was is that if you know two beers really well, then you can remember what those beers taste like. And then when you have a new beer that's in that style, you can say, oh, I like this because it reminds mm-hmm. me of this, or I like it better than that, and now you've just displaced your your uh your cornerstone beer with another beer well it's like that thing with uh double barrel from thursday that was that was quite good yes and And that was that that was a beer that's a lot like bass yeah and from the name double barrel i was assuming it was a big oaky strong heavy nasty beer but instead it was really really nice and bass like and the the oak that came through from that beer was like hint of oak not you know, announcing itself like, hi, I'm oak. Or a bourbon, bourbon barrel oak or whiskey right. barrel oak or Chardonnay oak. Or... Comparisons are a really good mental trick, uh, not just in the case of beers, but in general. So setting up comparisons in your head about, um, yeah, as you were saying, comparing to things that you've experienced before. And um, the aroma, the the smell of something, is it, it ties extremely closely to the brain and it's a direct technically within the brain the aroma sensors are very low level so it goes um straight in <laughs> it goes straight in straight it's in smell that, fear. it's wired so it's right. wired way down in, in the in the, right. uh, the foundations yeah and i think this is a it's a partly because of a defense we grew up as um uh humans, you know, evolving over time. Most of us did. Most of us did. I'd never evolved. John was a feral child raised by wolves. (laughs) (laughs) And so when when you, you know, you're trusting your sense of smell to decide whether or not to eat the grapes or the berries or the or the or the meat. Right. So if the meat is Mm. off or the eggs that fell out of the chicken. Yeah. Or the eggs. Right. (laughs) And you you crack that. That's a good example. You crack the egg. And if it sounds if it sounds wrong, that's the first thing mm-hmm. that the egg is bad. But then you smell the egg right away. It's like, ugh. Or if it's not, green. It could be green. And what if it's good. Easter there? Green eggs at Easter. What if it's On a Dr. Inside. Seuss egg? Yeah. <laughs> I'll eat that. You know there's a place in San Francisco that has for real green eggs and ham? Year round? Well, Year round. 
Do they die it? No, no. It's a salsa that goes on top of the eggs. Oh, it's a special so, green chicken. Yeah, special green. Mm-hmm. It's a special green salsa. So it's the salsa on top of eggs that have uh, Swiss cheese and ham in it. It's so good. Mm-hmm. So I, I love the fact that I can order for real green eggs and ham. Have you ever had an actual green egg? You, no. You can get them. They're called like thousand-year-old egg or something like that. It's an, it's an Asian delicacy. And Is it really a thousand years old? No, but they... They let them sit there and kind of get egged. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Pardon me while I retch. They're pretty (laughs) pungent. (laughs) So what's our next beer? Where do we go next? Uh, From remembering what's in the container, do we want to do... Yeah, I think that's where we go. Okay. Yeah. This is... Okay. So this is our... (laughs) um, There's another one in there. So this is um, Vigorosa. It's vigorously. <laughs> yes, almost, yeah. It's an unfiltered wheat double bock. And uh, it's a product of Brazil. It comes in at 85 or 8% alcohol. Um, and uh, it's got a really cool parrot on the label. It's and got a train on it, John. I know. That's the best part. And it says Eisenbahn, which is German for train. And it, this label is <laughs> not And this label is not coming off. They took notes from uh, Fritz Maytag. Took notes from me playing Paper Dolls two weeks ago. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's right. You know, we still have to get the... Paper the, Dolls? Uh, the, Don't ask. We have to get the, uh, okay. the oh, picture wait. from that show. It's still being developed. Yes. That's what you get going to Walgreens for your... Exactly. Those guys. Usually it's one hour. So this is... <laughs> This is really sticking with our try something you've never tried before. Yeah, we have never had a, a Brazilian beer on the show before. A Brazilian unfiltered wheat double block with a train on the label. So instantly hit with toffee. Give that a big, big whiff. Oh wow, that's uh, it's got it's got dead soldiers in the bottom. So it should. That's the style. Yeah, this is fascinating. Is whiff a known word here? Mm-hmm. It is, okay. I've got to kind of ask these things sometimes. Yeah. If you say something oh. weird, I'll just go, what? Well, like, so, for example, I know um, how to cue for a movie. And I know that uh, I need a torch so that I can find my way. as not a, a stick with a flame on the end of it. And I know, it's like, can you pass me the spanner? I know what that I know what that is. I've got no idea where you're going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that there's, there's like, we can have a conversation and I'm not going to get lost. Right. And you're like, what's a spanner? What's so, a torch? What's something a- <laughs> that gets me all the time is I'll say tar. And that in British and Australian, that, that's thank you. Um, but in Americans tend to think, oh, that's. See you later. Or right. Goodbye. Ta. Oh, right. Ta ta. Yeah, right. right. Well, that's usually two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I thought you said tar. Ta. Ta. As in the sticky black substance. No, that's ta. Ta. So it's like, <laughs> it, there's yeah, this it's real, slight, there's it's a, a very, yeah, it's more about length of saying, yeah. Yeah, I was I was uh, trying to learn German, and the instructor told me that I had a lazy California accent, and I would never get it right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Berg and Berg are two completely different words, except I pronounce them the same when I'm reading them. <laughs> Berg and Berg. So, who wants to start with uh, describing what this is? Because I like this much. 
I like the label. You like the label. You're not. You're not. <laughs> okay. Here's you're not, here, an, you're not enamored by the beer. Here, I haven't tried it yet. Oh, okay. You're not an expert yet. No, I'm not an expert yet. <laughs> um, it was. It intrigued me because it was on the shelf next to the Schlinker Law, uh-huh. the the uh, meat, the smoked meat beer. Oh right. And then I saw the train on it, and it says Eisenbahn. And as I said, Eisenbahn is German for train. So I took it down to look at it to see if it's a German thing. No, it's a Brazilian uh, smoke beer thing. So it's just a fascinating sort of uh, – you go into the, you can go into a big library and you find the section with the books you like. And then you start just looking randomly through that section of books for titles you might not even be looking for. And that's how this one came up. It's definitely not a beer that you're going to expect to come out of Brazil. So this is another thing. This is batch number 10. So this is a fairly brand new product. Mm-hmm. Unless they started counting from 2007. And in that case, they've only done 10 batches this year. It could be. If someone was to ask me uh, what or where this beer came from, I'd very likely say either uh, England trying to do a German-style beer or Germany itself. Yeah, this is definitely sort of a, a central European beer. Right. <coughs> it it has that it has a extreme kind of the red ale style malt um hit that you'd get from an English style beer. So I that think. slight sweetness, would that be malt or yeast? That's malt. Okay. Yeah. It yeast would play a little part, but yeah, what you're getting in this is a lot of malt and not that many hops at all. Nope. It's like Got there's it. more hops on the label than there is in the beer. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, though, for what this is. For what it is? Yeah. Quite good. It's also one thing uh, you said you don't think this would be the characteristic of Brazil because we think of Brazil as warm and sunny. And this is not a warm and sunny beer. No, definitely not. At all. not. Yeah. <coughs> definitely fall or middle of winter kind of beer. Yeah. But uh, it was an interest, interesting find. Mm. It's good. I don't know that I would want to have a whole six pack of it. No, right. I think it's a bit heavy for that. Yeah, and I don't think I've ever described, uh, you know, a beer or said, okay, I don't want to have a lot of this beer. Uh, but this is definitely a beer that I'll have one of, and then call it a day. Have one, and you're happy. Yeah, exactly. You know, probably an end of the day beer. Well, I mean, double box are big. Big by, beers. Yeah, by default. And this is a wheat doppelbach. This would, this would be interesting. We have to remember this one, and we could go across uh, all the doppelbachs and see how this compares to the uh, the German ancestors. It would be fun. But uh, it's fascinating. Train chasing a parrot. A train's going to win. There's a really good... No, parrots uh, can fly faster than... Don't they fly like ninety miles an hour or something like that? Oh. Something insane. What is this? What is the unladen speed of a of a Brazilian parrot? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure that the kids are going to write in and go. Uh, <laughs> Gee whiz! Can I know that? Yeah, it's like there's you're right. Unladen. There's no coconuts in Brazil, so it's not that problem. <laughs> I'm just going to let dead air happen. <laughs> What is That's the- my silent protest, John. <laughs> what are you saying that I need to get a new writer? <laughs> you need to- <laughs> if you're paying that writer, God, he's getting he's getting the leftover beers. I just sit here and snort in the corner because I'm draining my own filth. <laughs> <laughs> 
what does uh, Bach? What's the story behind Bach? Thanks for getting us back on track there. <laughs> Bach is is a is a belly good, but it also refers to the kick. It's a stronger Doppelbach is a is a stronger beer, a Bach beer, a German, yeah, typically German, yeah. And so, a lot of times, if you look at the Bach beers, they'll have a like Mountain Goat or something on it, like um, Celebrator, uh, that they have at the store that has a they actually have a little necklace, little plastic thing on uh, that's tied around the top of the bottle with the, their little uh, goat on there. Cracker and Jack it, of beers. Yes. Except it's always the same prize, and you can oh. see it before you get to the bottom of the beer. That's okay. But no, for this is fascinating. This is a beer uh, brewed to the to the German style in Brazil. Right. Good job, guys. With a German name. It's a good example of picking a beer you've never tried before just based on the label, and it right. actually was pretty well, good. The good. The, right, the type of beer. So we kind of know what we're getting before we get it. Um, we've had well, – we haven't had a double Bach on the show, but – uh, it's uh, well, and here's the other thing. This is, double Bach is a style that we're not going to find so much in San Francisco or on, on the West Coast. That's just not something that the guys are brewing. Right. Um, definitely, you'll find. They it, do do my box though. They do my box, but a my box is a is a lighter beer than this. This is this is a. I don't know that the patrons of the of the of the left coast are going to want this on a on a regular basis. Yeah, this is, like we said, this is a wintry cold thing. Yeah, yeah. not mm. enough hops for us. No, lots of malt, not enough hops. Lots of malt. This is one of those things where I want to look down at my tongue and see how much malt is left <laughs> on it. If you had gone from um, a West Coast-style beer with mm. a lot of the hops, it would hit you as, well, did they stick chocolate and... Uh, brown sugar in this. That, that's what's going to. Yeah, coming at this with different flavors yeah. in your mouth already. Yeah, right. like yeah, yeah. Absolutely would go well with a with a really rich cream sauce pasta. Oh, I just want to die. Why? It's too rich. <laughs> it's too rich. Yeah. I think it would go well with like a toffee almond bar, like a dessert. Yeah, yeah, or a really charcoaly piece of meat. Black As a vegetarian, yes. um, who, yeah, I could still see that. So yeah, I'd, yeah, yeah, like uh, like, like smoked, like smoked like asparagus. a portobello mushroom that's been charboiled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> portobello. Yeah, that would definitely work. So that that meaty, that big meatiness, mm-hmm. yeah. or even maybe something with uh, a lot of a lot of chili spice to it. Something like a light food with with a with a chili kick to it, because this I think would do a good job of cutting the cutting the the, the hot flavors. Mm-hmm. Too bad we don't have any chilies. We have salsa though. <laughs> How many other leftovers do we have? Pickles. <laughs> I love pickles. Well, okay, I'll get the pickles. <laughs> I think the pickles oh, would ruin this beer though. That would kill the taste buds. Yeah. <laughs> All right, where do we go now? The Who's next the... Bach. I know. Oh, there's another Bach. Yes. Bach Junior. Hmm. This thing just—I saw this one and uh, I've never had it before. And just the label, the whole nine yards of this thing shouts, "I'm a German beer." I'm a German beer. Ein Bäcker Bach. We don't know anything about it other than it's in a 
green bottle. It's got it's embossed with its name. It's got the foil cap. It's got it's a proper German beer. Yes, it's it's got about everything. How many of these do we have? Do we have have two? Two. Okay. Cool. And you'll notice it's eleven point two ounces, so it's a third of it's a third of a liter. Edenbecker Urbach. We don't have any story about it. We don't know anything about it. <laughs> it has a whole bunch of numbers on the back that are not punched out. Oh, there's a little numbers thing over here. It's got the zero and the four punched, but there are no other numbers on its supposed born on date. So, <laughs> the uh, the embossing on the on the glass is really a good is a nice touch, and it's a nice piece of straightforward uh, label design. As opposed to all the right. other, the first two we have have a lot of artwork on the label, and this is just sort of like, hi, this is our logo. Right. right. It's very classic European yeah. by, look. By comparison, so I'm looking at, you know, comparing it with the Mothership. Um, the Mothership beer, like I said, it's like this, it's got a story about it right there in the picture. And this, I don't even know what this is. It's just, <laughs> all right, German It's a beer. brand. It's a brand. It's, uh, I think, I was looking earlier just trying to figure out <laughs> what the brewery is. So this beer does not announce itself like mm. the uh, Double Bock, which, you know, said, hi, I'm Carmel. I'm getting, I'm smelling this and going, what? I'm I'm pretty confused. Yeah, I'm, I would, that's a good way to describe this. I, I don't know what I'm about to taste. It's like in Spinal Tap when they're looking for the stage. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm, back this way. Nope. I'm getting some Vegemite here, and this is kind of something that... Well, that's really helpful for us. Right, right? exactly. All we know is it's some sort of a yeast Yanks. spread. Right. That... <laughs> so th- this is an interesting so, thing. So it with beer tasters in Australia, it's a pretty common thing to say, oh, yeah, I can... I, can smell Vegemite, <laughs> but uh, so of course, as you say, Americans are not going to know that. So most Americans only know Vegemite from because of Metwork <laughs> saying he gave me a Vegemite sandwich. So what is Vegemite? Okay, well, Vegemite is a it's a concentrated yeast extract. So it it's an extremely salty uh, paste. That if you were to put it on bread or toast, you have to spread it extremely thin. So don't think of it as peanut butter and whack it on. You have to, it's, you kind of scrape a little bit onto the knife and put it on. So it's, it's. <laughs> See, this was not explained to me when I tried right. Vegemite for the first time. Okay. I'm thinking peanut butter and I. <laughs> no, oh, man. And so, I, it, was, and, it was, it was not right. Yeah. You, you would have been thinking, geez, these Aussie guys are hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we still think that. <laughs> We're pretty sure half the country is just like Mad Max. <laughs> yeah, we are. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, it was a mind blow. Like, you know, tears are coming out of my eyes going, I can't finish this. This is just the most disgusting thing I've ever tried. And now you're... Right. All these years later, I'm yeah. figuring out that the Vegemite sandwich is really okay. just yeah. a wee bit. It's it's a, like you know just yeah. a, just a spread, almost like you just told the bread Vegemite. Right. Yeah, it's like exactly. vermouth to a good martini. Exactly. Yeah. You walked into the other room <laughs> and said whispered vermouth, and then went back and finished mm. making the martini. But you you'll do your um, toast in the morning with a bit of butter. 
and you put exactly the same or maybe even less Vegemite on. Okay. Good to know. Mm. I like this Erbach. I This is making me happy. Relative to the other one, it's like, yeah, this is much more my speed. I'm still confused. Well, <laughs> cup, so... It's, it's all, a German beer. It's obviously brewed to style. <laughs> So there was a brewery that I used to hang out at, with this, which I call the smartest brewery that I've ever hung out at. Yes. But it is true, the smartest brewery right. in the world. Yeah. Anyway. Moving on. Smartest brewery in the world. They had a beer that I really liked at the time called the <coughs> Dark. It was just called Dark. It wasn't really to style. It had no style that it was you know attached to. And it tasted lots like this beer, and um, that was my beer of choice when I was when I was hanging out at the smartest brewery in the world was the uh, was their dark. And so this reminds me lots of that of um, that beer. There was a brewery called the smartest brewery in the world. No, the smartest brewery <laughs> in the world is uh, is Tidehouse in Mountain View, and a bunch of people from Stanford Linear Accelerator. A bunch of people who uh, work for Laurel Spacecraft Space Company. Oh, uh, a lot of people from Intel. A lot of yeah. people from AMD. Uh, it's just you know, it's a geek bar about or geek brewery where geeks hang out. And where are we going? Where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> it's a train. Well, so it's one of the it's one of the breweries that you can take the train to. They're home to the uh, the world's hottest uh, microbrew festival every year. Mm-hmm. Because the South Bay gets warm, it's warmer, and when they have, I think it's the California Small Brewers yep, Festival or something right. like that. And, it's and they set up. it, they set it up in a tent in the back parking lot, and it's usually about a hundred and five outside. The that would be what sixty for our. Um, yeah. What's a really really hot day in Australia? Forty degrees Celsius. Okay, so it's probably forty two degrees Celsius. <laughs> And you're in this tent, and every time I went down, I've been gone for a long time. It's just so painfully hot at this thing. Anyway, this reminds me of that beer. Good festival, though. Yeah, I like. You like it hot. Yeah. Mm. What What time does that festival happen? It's got to be coming up. Pretty it's coming soon. up. It's either in the middle of June or it's in the middle of July. Yeah. Right. See, I don't like this beer as much. Why? I think it's the yeast because I like the malt in the in the. Um, the train beer. It's certainly not as readily drinkable. So you, with the, um, what is it, the... Um, Vigorosa? Yeah, the Vigorosa. So the, for, for an 8% beer, that they'd evened it out extremely well. It was very drinkable, so... Oh, yeah, that's another thing. This is 6.5. This yeah, is okay, so... And this one, yeah. yeah, is 8. And if you had these two side by side... yeah. And said, which one has more alcohol in it? I'd say that's the the Erbach. The Erbach. The Einbecker Erbach. Because it's hidden. It's more hidden. It's more balanced. Well, there's just so much malt. In the Vagarosa, it's more hidden. Because there's so much malt. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, I like the... I'm going to even make the jump and say this... John, don't jump. Don't jump. (laughs) It's not that bad. (laughs) Might as well. (laughs) Right. Uh, I'm going to say that mm, this is... Almost a Sierra Nevada like beer. In that, I'm not getting the hops in it. 
No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not comparing it specifically to Sierra Nevada. Nevada You're just using that word. I'm using that. No, no. I'm using. (laughs) I'm using this comparison to say if I brought this beer to a party, and I was in Germany, everyone would go, "Oh, I know this beer," and it would be you know the the non-offensive beer to you know this type of person and the other Mm. type of person. It'd be interesting to know if that is the case. It would be. You know, the somebody's gonna write us and go. Send us oh, yeah. an email. We don't even drink that beer. <laughs> That's like Foster's. <laughs> we feed that to the cows. <laughs> We're gonna. Oh, we have to do that show sometime. Beer you feed to cows? No, the other. <laughs> we need to do a show with the guy who comes around and collects all the grain. Exactly that guy. <laughs> no, the, well, the show that I'd like to do at some point would be the other people's Budweiser. Right, the idea, yeah. yeah, the idea of okay. So, in your case, what wouldn't a German drink? Right. What or what is the most? What is the most common? What is the most common beer that you have? Right. So, Chris, you you're from Australia, specifically Melbourne. Right. How'd you guess? The, <laughs> well, you know, we lie a lot on the show. You could just be doing a funny accent as part of the shtick. Well, because the way <clears throat> you can tell somebody from Melbourne versus somebody from Sydney. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a little subtle tricks, and you can say, you listen to the person like, oh, you're from Melbourne. Right. And I don't know how to describe that. It's almost because I don't have the vocabulary to. Mm. But I've, the people that I've met from Sydney are a certain way, and the people that I've met from Melbourne are a certain way. Right, yeah. It, it's much like uh, meeting somebody from Southern California versus Northern California. Mm-hmm. It's just the different words that you use or the inflection. Anyway. Hella. Yeah. <laughs> they don't use the word hella in Southern California. Hella comes no, from God. Santa Cruz. Yeah. The origin of hella is Santa Cruz. Okay. And we could have a special. Now I know who to blame. We could have a special guest on. And it's the only person that I allow to use that word unless <laughs> they're talking about European fog lamps. <laughs> I always thought that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I'm not going to tell that story about the origin of Hella. <laughs> so we were getting to. So I'm just saying the beer. The beer <laughs> the question from... <laughs> John was going to ask before he started discussing Milford versus uh, Sydney is what is the most common beer in Australia? Yeah. Okay, so Victoria Bitter, which we never even had here. Right. I'm going to have to send you a few or one. <laughs> but, one is good. So. Put it in the burrito tunnel. If you, <laughs> if you've had Foster's, uh, um, I'm so, so Foster's. Just so you know, is made in Canada. Yeah, right. we get Foster's from. We did a show where uh, we had Foster's, Sapporo, and like two other beers. Sapporo's made in Canada, and Foster's is made in Canada. Mm. It was the big surprise because, like, this isn't even Australian beer. Yeah, I I really need to try a Canadian Foster's. Oh, so it's, it's not. It's not anywhere near what Australian Fosters is. Right. Hmm. Okay. Well, in Australia, there's kind of this, and I haven't tried it. I've never, sorry, I haven't seen it or tasted it here in America, or North America, um, that Australian lager style. So it's this, it's almost like you'll take a, a, la- a lager from America, fill it with, uh, kind of this, it's almost an, uh, a meaty aftertaste. It's it's <laughs> it's ext- it's the Rosh beer, right? And it 
I'd really, it's a hard one to explain, but um, that is pretty prominent throughout Australia as the common beer. So you've got your Victoria bitter, you've got your Melbourne bitter, um, the Carlton Draft and Foster's. There are a lot of others around that, the Reshus. They all have that similar flavour. Um, it, it's funny because people from different areas will be absolutely adamant that theirs is better and that's what they'll absolutely drink. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was there, I remember three beers standing out. One of them was Tui's. Okay. So yep. like everyone was drinking Tui's. Yeah. That, that was like their, their local their local Budweiser right. was that. The other yeah, one that, that fits into those those ones that I was mentioning earlier. Yeah. It definitely fits there. The other one was Castlemaine. I've had Castlemaine. Forex is another one yeah. actually as well. Yeah. Okay. See if I knew you were on the show, I could have worn my uh I have a Brumbies rugby shirt. Mm. And oh, I've also got that. a uh <laughs> Queens I've got the Queensland it's got the Forex logo on the back. Right. How do you spell beer? <laughs> X X X. X. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. Where would you? Where? Where are we going to go now? What's our next thing? I don't know. I. Sure. Yeah. Back to that. That. Uh, no. That. For the people at home, John Foster is motioning silently oh, it's to the yet? intern. Is it cold yet? Are we going to do that? Yeah, oh, we're going to do, do that one, We're going to do that one, too. <coughs> is it cold yet? It's not going to work. Intern is it's not going to work. bottle <laughs> that you just so opened. So this is an Omegong wit beer. Ooh, hey, wait. Two wits on, this, on the show at the same time? Yeah, and it says right well, here, because worth the wheat. Remember that comment that said we're witless? We are witless. <laughs> now we're not witless. <laughs> so let's see. We've had that wit, that wit, that. We've had like four wits in the last. Four wits is a teat. Oh, Duvel bought this brewery. I didn't know that. Wow. Duvel. Yeah. Ooh. We don't have the proper glass, then. Mm. Oh, great. Can't drink it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just have to take that back to the intern lair. <laughs> <laughs> it's right beneath the bat cave. The intern lair has, <coughs> has a... It's a kind of a... This label reminds me of the Full Sail Brewing Company's label. Yeah, it has that kind of wallpapery yeah. look to it. It's the uh, maybe they compared maybe they liked it so much that they just ripped it off. That happens they all said, the time. Yeah, it happens Why all not? the time. No one's going to know. No one's going to see that beer in their that country. They open their uh, latest issue of Communication Arts and they go, "Oh, that thing that Banana Republic is doing is pretty cool." Uh, so, <laughs> by comparison to the Mothership, this is not as cloudy. It's really clear. We is this probably... unfiltered as well? We should also preface it. It's probably not the best beer to have directly after these two. <laughs> oh, that's true. Box. <laughs> it's kind of a palate cleanser. Yeah, you almost need um, a bit of water or some crackers before switching to this. We have some crisps, as you would say. <laughs> Chips. Would you like to jump up and get the crisps? No, I'm not going to go get them. Okay. There is a uh, video tour of the Omegang Brewery. In on the uh, Brewing Network side. Cool. Who put that there? They got they got a they they got the uh, first part of the trip to New York up on the site. Mm. Very good. Wow, this doesn't taste like a wit at all. 
It's probably because we've scraped our tongue with Urbach prior to the wit. Oh, I'm just saying. That's my first impression is like I'm not tasting anything about I'm going to grab some water just before. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get the chips. I'll be right back. <laughs> so while everybody leaves to uh, stop having dead air, I'm just going to ramble on incoherently. Uh, I think so far my favorite is the, the, uh, the one you don't like, the Urbach. That's fair. <laughs> I just don't I, don't. I don't like sweet beers. Okay. I like sour. I like. Uh, well, see, it's interesting. It's interesting because I would call the the Vigorosa sweeter. Really? So it's a different thing. My thing is an aversion to heavy malt. I think it might be then what I'm tasting in the herb. Was it Erbeck? The, the Erbach. I, Einbecker Erbach. Erbach. I'm tasting. It must be a yeast strain or something that that's. Yeah, I'm not the bitiness. Liking. Um, John, let's get back to the issue of logos. You think you could trademark an E? No. <laughs> Even if you put three triangles on top of it? Well, it's not just the E. It's the fact that it's an E and a shield. Mm-hmm. See, I like the all the the really old breweries that have the black lettering and the you know shields and spades and. I like lions. everything about that one. I like. It's a pretty bottle. It's embossed. It's the. Uh, it's definitely the style because it's <laughs> German beer. Mm-hmm. You're in trouble if you don't brew the style there. And. Uh, All right, that changed it. You see, we have to learn what we have to pay attention to what we learn on the show. I know. <laughs> don't that, follow Urbach. Don't don't, don't follow Urbach with uh, right. a wit. Yeah. No, eating the chip definitely reset my palate back to uh, being able to taste some of the coriander that's in this. So Cause it was because it was buried before. There was just no way that I was tasting that. Yeah. So this is once again. This is not a witless wit. It's got wit in it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it says uh, Omegong wit combines flavors of sweet orange peel, <coughs> coriander, and unmalted wheat for a flavor that is as bright and soft as summer clouds over a Flanders field. Ooh. Ooh. Flanders. Not as good as a Lagunitas bottle, but close. <laughs> There's no it, dog in it. This wit is interesting. I I still haven't tried it yet, so I'm, I'm, I'm just smelling that. And you're not... I'm not getting that that upfront. So you got the Who Garden, which you'll initially compare. There's a small amount of that, but a lot of it is almost a a Dutch style lager. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, um, and maybe a, a, the Heineken style smell, which a lot of people know. So. You get that. There's this, there's this small, very small in the back of the um, the cloves and the coriander. It's a nicely done beer, and they've got a. Uh, it, it, it's interesting that they sort of there's a Belgian brewery in uh, or Belgian style brewery in upstate New York, mm-hmm. where if you're going to the Baseball Hall of Fame, they're in the same town. In Cooperstown. Yep. Hmm. I have not been. So I just tried it for the first time, and it it tastes like it's more high in alcohol than what you'd expect from a normal wit. Do we have a reading on that, Doctor? Five point one. Okay, so it is slightly higher. Yeah. 
Hmm. Not not a big jump. Hmm. Oh, lovely. Good. There's definitely more malt through there than your average whip. I'll be better at this game when my head clears up. What's wrong with your head? It's still allergies. No. Yeah. I'm even trying the snorting water up my nose thing. <laughs> that helps some. You could try salt water. Yeah. I haven't that done that really yet. really clears things. <laughs> wasabi. <laughs> yeah, just wasabi. stick wasabi you know up your nose. Wa- most wasabi is actually just colored horseradish. I know. That's make, that kind of makes me sad, but at the same time, oh well. Now, who, am I, I'm, who am I to know? I'm reading this thing now that it has a whole article on wasabi, and actual wasabi is almost impossible to grow. Right. And there's somebody who grows it in up around in British Columbia somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, because it only grows, it's like a, wasabi's like a hop. Okay. It's, a, it's actually a rhizome under the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with horseradish. But the, um, the, condi- the gravelly sort of soil that it grows in by mountain streams in Japan is really hard to replicate and get all the chemistry right. It's not just something you can throw on the ground and make happen. And this guy up in British Columbia has figured out how to get the soil right. Wow. Where was I going with this? What does this have to do with wit beer? has to do with clearing your head. Oh, clearing my so head, you yes. taste it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of subtleness in this. It might be lost on a lot of people. They might taste it and go, I don't like this at all. Mm. Well, it's it's much... It'd be interesting to have had this against the New Belgian. Or the Hogarden. Yeah. Yeah. And this is probably the most subtle of the three. Mm-hmm. This is... I think the Hogarden's almost too in your face. But, it's but a... Hogarden's the stake in the ground for the style. That's yeah. true. It's but... the style that <coughs> you, know, you taste it and you go, oh, that's Ho- that's Hogarden. 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 Like... Hogarden. So would you say that you um, prefer this than a Hogarden? Um, yeah. For me, Hogarden is... Um, a little too, too much, too big. Do you like? White is it maybe it's the sourness that you? Don't I don't know. I like. I usually like sour style beers, but there's mm. something about just the combination of flavors in the Ho Garden that I wouldn't drink it right. unless somebody put it in my hand. I <laughs> wouldn't <laughs> drink it unless I got handed a glass. Yeah, exactly. See, we understand one another. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that beer? Oh, I love oh, that. Sure. <laughs> and to get back to the the mothership wit that we did earlier, how would you compare that to the? To the um, I'd probably have to do another another tasting because I think yeah. my palate is right. a little askewed as well. Now this is something that's quite important: is that you, if you're going to really get deep, then you'd probably want to. Yeah, if you're going to do a flight match, of different beers, yeah, you want you to start to match on them. a spectrum. Right. That's like 15. We've got 15 shows right there if we just start doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea is this show is called Pint of Whatever. <laughs> True, yeah, but we could have right. still, with the beers that we well, bought, we could have we stayed, we stayed in style, yeah. right? And, and uh, made that happen. But I think, I don't know, I think it's important that we you know mixed it up and said, well, that doesn't taste like anything. Well, it's also, right. I mean, the way we executed it was perfectly. It was perfect. We went to City Beer Store and looked around on the shelves, what happened? I had. Uh, right? Yeah. And I, I yeah. think with all these beers, I haven't had any of them before. No, I haven't had mm. any of these before. It, it's life. So what we've kind of done in this case is it's going to happen. Um, so kind of what I was saying before was that if you want, if you really wanted to get deep, 
then you probably would want to match. But in this case, well, we're not. Right. Yeah. Well, but we're not. <clears throat> we're beer geeks, but we're not. We're <laughs> we're mass. <laughs> we we know nothing about beer. Uh, it, no, we're be we're beer geeks in the clothing of people who don't know anything about beer. <laughs> <laughs> we're masquerading as know nothings. We're, we're n- mm. <laughs> well, you know what it's like. It's like you go, you have all these different beers, and then you go in the fridge to look for your fourth beer, and you don't find anything till the very back of the fridge, and you find another white. You have four beers in your fridge. Wow, you have beers in your fridge. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> okay, cool. I actually have. I think I have two beers in my fridge right now. Do I have any beers in my fridge? I, well, I have. I have. I have the flight of flights in huh? my fridge. The what? I have Boddington's and Lagunitas. Flight of Flights. The Flight of Flights. What do I have? I have, because I was out last night at a restaurant that lets you bring in your own beer. Oh, cool. And I went to make another beer run to the liquor place across the street, and then the party broke up. Uh, <laughs> and so um, I have I have a bottle of Sierra Nevada Celebration 06, Ooh. and I've got a bottle of the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, what was it? St. John's. Remember the strange antique bottle that we had? Oh yeah, that at was uh, fun. City Beer. I got a bottle of that that we didn't do uh, before the party broke up last night. So what did Sierra Nevada do for their celebrator? They always do the same sort of uh, barley wine esque, big, straight in your face beer. It's not a barley wine, but it's it's a stronger beer. The spice is all sort of blended together, so you don't get that much craziness. Anchor. Every year goes with a different recipe, and it's the spice is a lot more pronounced than the Anchor beer. But you know, Sierra, it's always uh, hops. Yeah, we can have more of those. Mm-hmm. Speaking of hops, I think we're ready for our next, next, <laughs> our next, next. It's uh, the last beer. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. Good old yes. Freddy. Yeah. <clears throat> so I picked this beer based on the name. <laughs> this brings back memories of Christmas beer tastings where I it didn't agree with me. Really? Yeah. Um, this beer is called Fred. Better yet, Hair of the Dog. Hair of the Dog. It says Fred. it all. So I got a cool Hair of the Dog tie dye that I should have worn. Fred was created to honor beer writer and historian Fred Eckhart. Could I get a bit of background about this Hair of the Dog? Hair of the Dog is a pretty much. Uh, one-person operation out of Portland, Oregon, and all they brew is big beers. And um, huge. So we're going to get hit around the face. Yeah. And they're also um, Fritz Maytag, and I got to I got to get this audio so we can stick it up on the on the site. Okay. Um, at the Northern California Homebrewers Camp Out or whatever, about six or seven years ago. Um, Fritz Maytag gave a talk and he said, you know what the brewing industry needs? What's that? It needs the $20 bottle of beer. And this is the place that is sort of brewing the more, this is a special beer that you drink at this time. Even though now they're coming down to smaller sizes. They used to have, the, they also have bigger sizes and it's a mm-hmm. big beer and it's a beer that you're, you're going to be drinking more like wine. Right. It's a big beer in a big bottle. This exactly. is a big beer in a 12 ounce bottle. Yes. And it is true, wise, buoyant, and joyful. And the dog on I love the dog on the label. You know <laughs> from from a graphic design point of view, I'm I'm really liking this label. And the fact that it's has this it's 
a blue grey background to it. I've never seen that on yep. a on a label. It's a nice compliment really, to the color of the bottle. I'm loving it. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. And it's funny. It's the brewery is this funny little. It looks run down. It's not run down, but the building it's it's an old industrial space by the side of the train tracks in the south uh, southeast part of Portland. If you're up for the Brewers Festival. Um, it's, they usually have an open house sort of party thing the Friday afternoon of the Brewers Festival where you can drink sometimes mm. um, uh, special beers that they have on. I mean, like sort of one-offs and really, really rare stuff. Uh, but it's a great brewery. They make great beer. We talked about it on the uh, show previous to this one because yeah. uh, Sean was up brewing with Alan's Prince. Right. Extravagant tour of taste. Yes. Mm. <laughs> so this is a this is possibly the most complex beer that we've had on the show. Easily, yeah. Easily. Um, there's, to say this beer is confused is dishonoring the beer. <laughs> because this beer was made with a specific person in mind um, who would have enjoyed this style immensely. It possibly needs a cigar to go with it. <laughs> You say that about everything, John. I don't. No, no. I'm, I'm serious about this. This, this is a beer that is definitely a session beer that needs to have you know more, more other things going on with it. Because um, it's, it is. Yeah, it, it is almost. It's got that. It's got the the butterscotchy thing going yeah. on. It's got the. Woo, here I am. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a. Um, we have a. Ten percent alcohol content. <laughs> and so. You don't taste any of that. It's just it's it's. Oh, I do. You're getting hit from all directions. You're getting hit from all directions. The Friday of the Brewers Festival was traditionally my drunkest day of the year. <laughs> and part of the problem is, is you go to the you go to the party at um, the festival opens, then you go to the party at Hair of the Dog, and then you go out after that. And if you mm. don't have enough to eat that day, you're just done. You're done. Um. Another great thing they have uh, the stamp is roughly this. You need it says a dog. burrito. It's a, <laughs> it's a big uh, you know ink stamp, and they they stamp everybody's arm who wants it or like your leg, so you all have the hair of the dog stamp on you. Nice. It's a really it's a really fun place. I was at a tasting. We did a couple different vintages of this one, Fred, and um, they held up quite well. Yeah, it's, it's it's a beer that this is the sort of beer you can set down and leave for a while because this is gonna, this is just gonna get better. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say play with itself in the bottle, and I think I mean that. <laughs> it's just gonna, all the different parts are gonna sort of get together and a lot of mingling. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gonna mingle. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna mingle. mingle. That's classier. It's it's super <laughs> it's super super sweet. That's um, one of the the it's thing that al- hit me a, first. It's is, almost barley wine esque, and right. it's probably got a ton of hops in it yeah, too. It, Got it. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I think the IBUs of this is probably a hundred. It's got a lot of everything. Yeah. I think mm. it's got a lot of everything. <laughs> Whatever's in the brewery that day, just shoveling it. Got yeah, even Fred. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a real a good way to explain it is it's got a lot of everything. It's got a lot of everything. yeah. And they originally started off naming all their beers were Adam, Eve, Fred, mm. and it was just names like that. And they've sort of broken with that now. There is a rose. Yeah, the rose. Uh, the rose is a Belgian style one, and when I was uh, playing beer sommelier at City Beer with my friends about two weeks ago, 
I guessed wrong on one and, and got one of my friends a bottle of res and she didn't like it. Mm. Bummer. So I had to drink it. Oh, uh, another bummer. <laughs> <laughs> What's this rose style? What's the basics of the rose? It's another beer from Hair of the Dog that's um, sort of a, a Belgian, I think it's a double. It's a Belgian double. I don't know. Kids at home right. can look that up on the internet. Mm-hmm. Probably hairofthedog.com. I don't know. Mm. But yeah, I want a, I want a dog that I can dress up like this <laughs> with his little Prussian helmet. It's the same color as a uh, pale, which is deceptive because it's not any doesn't Pantone taste anything like dyed for our, it. Doesn't even oh. taste like a pale. Yeah. Well, this this guy's got this guy's got dead soldiers on the bottom too. Although that's probably yeah, malt. Th- this is a huge layer of sediment in this <laughs> one. It's it's amazing. It looks. I'm looking down into the bottle. It looks like the craters on the moon. For as oh, cl- look at the, for look as from clear the side. I mean, for you can as see the layer from the for side. For as clear as it is. <laughs> oh, that, that's got to be a quarter of an inch thick. <laughs> yeah. That's the it's most sediment I've seen. It's amazing that Fred didn't explode. Ah, it's magic. <laughs> Alan's, Alan's an artist. Perfect. I love this way, the way this one smells. I'm not a huge fan of the beer itself, but I like the smell a lot. I, it, yeah, it is a great... I'm, aroma. Like I said, and want you know, I want the eighteen forty four to go with it. The what? Sorry, the H up in eighteen forty four. I think it's a cigar. It's a cigar. Oh, okay. In <laughs> <laughs> your big leather chair in your study. Exactly. With your uh, kerchief or the leather chair, but <laughs> the kerchief. Yes, <laughs> the kerchief. Actually, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, out here on the no on, a smoking jacket on the pier, just hanging out on the pier with the with this beer and. And the cigar is perfect. Man of the people, John Foster. I know. It's true. <laughs> it's a um it's a very it's very syrupy. So you've got the Yeah. Extremely sweet. <clears throat> very it is thick. heavy. It's heavy. Yeah. In the olden days they could pass this off as medicine. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's it an would, elixir. It would it, fix many things. Wonder tonic. Wonder tonic. Wonder Fred. It's not easy to drink. But it's extremely, it, it's definitely a sipper. Like I said, it goes with the cigar. Oh, yeah. doesn't go with food at all. No. But you've had this before, so you cheated. I haven't had this before. <laughs> no, I've never you had, had it. Fred before? No, never. That's why I picked it. I picked it because, A, the name was fun. And Oh, we need a, we need a round of chips before we go. Into yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a big jump. Yeah. Oh, there's that beer again. Oh, jeez. All right, so we're going to have some chips. Where are the chips? The chips are down by the cooler. All right, I need a chip. A chip. A chip. We need little silver trays to pass things around. <sighs> Makes less noise. Oh, it's one of those? Oh, it's okay. one of those. Whoa. Uh-oh. A corker. Cool. Nice. So this is a um, this is a Belgian lambic. peach. It's a lambic. Yeah, a lambic. So... What's the percentage of this one? I don't know. I don't know either. Where is it? This is a good beer for people who don't like beer. Yeah, it's true. This it's the Capri my... Sun of beers. This is... <laughs> <laughs> so they've brewed this as a... So it is, it is got... really good, but you can't, I don't think you can put it in the same category as a normal if I'm, beer. If I uh, drag somebody to the Tornado who doesn't like beer, boom, Lindemann's. Yeah, Mother's Day at the Tornado. Mother's Lindemans. Day. I've never taken my mother to the Tornado. <laughs> you haven't? No. I've taken mine. No. I've taken my mom to 21A a couple of times. And once on Mother's Day. Oh. 
when the uh, the former manager set us up sweet for lunch, it was very nice. He was touched that somebody would bring their mother to a brewery for very Mother's cute. Day. Very cute. <laughs> <laughs> so what did she think? She loves it. Yeah? She doesn't like beer. She doesn't like anything with fizzy in it. Right. She doesn't like champagne. She doesn't like soda. So what did she drink? Um, she likes to smell beer. Right. She, she likes wine. Uh-huh. Uh, but she likes to smell the beer and all that. Um, and she likes pub food. So, oh. Oh, see, we're, oh, this is the, there's the Fosterific class there. And John is once again out of the, uh, out of the room. He just wanders off. He's out of the laboratory. Mm-hmm. He just, mm-hmm. I don't know what this is. I still can't find the alcohol the percentage, ABV. Might not be on there. I don't think it's necessarily the law that you have to, um, hmm. put your alcohol content on the bottle. You have Australia, to say that you huh? get a redemption value, though. All right. Wow. You can get as messed up as you want, but make sure you take that back in for some money. So is it true that um, Lambics can only be made in Belgium? No. Because of the wild yeast? Or they can be made anywhere? They can be made in... It's, with, it's, with wild yeast. Yeah, and the yeast is... The yeast is wild. It's not controlled yeast, but the yeast... Um, I had a tour in January at the Cantillon Brewery in Brussels, and the yeast sort of lives in the building. And they've done a lot of studies because they say, you know, this is the same. How can this beer stay the same over 100 years with all the the urbanization that's gone on around Brussels? And they've actually done a lot of study. The yeast lives in the wood and the walls and everything around the brewery. And they've studied that actually the Cantillon Brewery and for about a half block radius around it has the same sort of atmosphere or whatever you want to call it as would have existed in Brussels a hundred years ago because nothing's really changed with the brewery and the yeast is strong enough that it will kill any other yeast that's there. Die, I'm working, yeast, on, die. I'm working on it. Somebody's oh, so got to talk when John runs off and does whatever the hell he does. Leaving <laughs> Checking show, the time. Checking the time. So it's kind of like a giant uh, Petri dish. Yeah. Basically, if their brewery burned down, they'd be out of business because ah. they, uh, they, the guy who gave us the tour, it was a really, 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 I'm working oh, it was a really amazing tour. Um, the guy who gave us a tour works part-time at the brewery and is trying to start his own brewery in Brussels. Right now, he's contract brewing. And he eventually wants to do his own Lambics. It takes about... To go to market with a beer that would be a true Lambic would be eight years. Mm. Because they found that it takes about five years for your, your natural yeast to stabilize in whatever building you're in. And then you age it for about two to three years. And so he has to brew other styles of beer before he gets to that. Because, you know, if you start brewing today and you can't sell it for eight years, that's not the best business plan. Unless well, you're on the internet. Or if you're in the West Coast, you just put heaps of hops in it. And do it. <laughs> Ooh, of hops. get emails from that's that. That's a good name. There must be something shiny in the room. John's staring again. No, I'm just, I'm, uh, I'm staring off into space and admiring this beer. <laughs> This next beer that we're having. See, usually when when we do the show, well, not when we used to do the show in Studio A. Yeah, in Studio or Studio B. Studio B. When we used to do the the show in Studio B, I had the view out the window, and on a couple of shows, I'm just like, wow, the traffic on the freeway is really backed up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, and so now John, now that we're in Studio A, uh, John's got John took the uh, the chair that looks out the window. Yeah, and I'm not staring at the window; I'm staring out into nothing. 
admiring this beer. Wow. This next thing that we're having, which is a... I don't even know how to pronounce that. Mm-hmm. Lindemann Slam. Pesh. So I, I introed it. He says with a mouthful of potato chips. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even find an alcohol content on it. So first thing I notice about this beer is that the bottle is as heavy as the beer itself. Yeah, it's the, thick. The bottle weighs like 12 ounces. Yes. Well, because it's it's... It's more. It's got the indentation at the bottom like a champagne bottle. It's mm-hmm. got a cork like a champagne bottle. Lindemann's Pest is a lambic made from local barley, unmalted wheat, and wild yeast. After spontaneous fermentation, this lambic is aged in oak. Fresh peaches, peaches are capitalized too, just to let you know, mm. are added, creating a secondary fermentation and yielding a beer of exceptional flavor and complexity. To learn more about the Lindemann's Farm Brewery, visit MerchantDuvin.com. Because Merchant Duvin is the company out of Seattle... That uh, or Tuckawilla, up near <laughs> Seattle, that uh, imports this beer. And this is actually a beer that's pretty. Now we're going to get letters on this. It's pretty common and easy to find. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's accessible. Ac- actually, the one, um, the one that you see the most, the one that you can get on draft in some places, is the Frambois, which yeah. is the raspberry flavor. The Frambois, wasn't that the basis for that one beer? This. The basis for what band? No, 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 not banned beer. Oh, during Strong Beer Month. No, what beer I thought got that was banned? a creek. Hmm? What beer got? Eagle Biggle. <laughs> the basis of the uh, Lindemann Frambois was the basis for Three Philosophers. Uh, Dirty Lie. No, no. Not Diesel. No, it was the Blind Lust. The yes. Blind lust. Yes, the Blind Lust. But there also is uh, Omegong, one that has, I think, a Lindemans in it as well. Okay. With a Belgian and Lindemans style. of all the all, of all the lambics is the most syrupy, sweet one. A couple of things I'm tasting is millions of peaches. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Can we play some uh, presidents of the United States of America <laughs> yeah, on that one? Exactly. Yeah. Millions of peaches. We're gonna we're gonna actually for just, me. like you gonna that. edit that <laughs> in? <laughs> Please just put that in the background there. MPAA be damned. We're playing millions of peaches because that's oh, what yeah. I'm tasting. Man, like, <laughs> that's like the first thing you taste. There's, yeah. I mean, the malt, the hops, everything is way in the background. Way in the background. Yeah. Well, they're yeah. almost the hops are sort of used as vermouth in this beer. Yeah, you can so tell was, why. You can there were really, hops. There were hops in the brewery when they made the beer. <laughs> they whispered hops over the over yeah, the mash. Yeah, you can tell why they capitalized the peaches. Can I get a microphone in stereo? So when I go, it goes from one ear to the other. But we ship in mono, so there's no there's no need. Oh, we. I think you should do like a stereo special. Well, we're gonna play. We're playing presidents right now. The whole song. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can we do it in quadraphonic? No. We can do it in scary. We do 5 1. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Yeah. Here we go. Peach. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do it in 5 1. You know, the funniest Steely thing. Steely Dan is remastering all their albums into 5 1. Yes. Oh, That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> hey, Kate, in 5 1 is going to be awesome. <laughs> um, and I, a point I wanted to make is I think it's okay to, like, you know, like the beer pride of this hair of the dog and also like a liniments. I don't think it should be pooed on for liking a lambic. No. 
I'm I loving mean, it's this. A, it's in a different it's, category for sure, but I don't think is, it should be made fun of. This like, is candy beer. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. I love You're it. making fun of it. I'm not making fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's making fun of it. You guys should stop both step it. out I'm not going to stop it. I'll carry on with the show. <laughs> no, I like more genteel Just yes. Okay. So in the right channel, you hear us talking about beer. In the left channel, you're... <laughs> a couple of things about this particular beer is that if you were going to serve this as a dessert, you know, with some... with with a... With, you know, pairing it with some pastry or some cake or something. A scoop like of that. vanilla bean ice cream. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> and the people who are who are at the table go, oh, I don't like beer. No, they will love this. No, you don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't announce itself like the uh, framboise. No. The framboise is bad. Yeah, that's, no, the framboise. That's very jam. And it's red. Right. It's red and it smells like, like cherries and all of that. And, and this doesn't smell so much like peaches. I mean, it doesn't announce itself like with peach aroma, but it tastes like millions of peaches. And beer looks very peach colored anyway. Yeah, there's. <laughs> well, it is a We're bit. We're not getting our Pantone it, anymore. I know. We've got to get, a Pantone, we gotta get another Pantone book. But this is not really. This is more orange than like uh, a blonde or the wit or the. <laughs> more orange than a blonde. Yes, it is. It is. Oh, remember this? What was, uh... <laughs> I never made that shirt. No, I'm sad that I did not. Well, you can make it this year. This year, exactly. All right. Uh, hmm. I don't want to just go thunk on this. Hmm. I want to enjoy this for a long time. You were saying you, you didn't notice it announcing the peach, but as soon as I took my first whiff, I was definitely getting peaches. But they're subtle peaches. It's a, a, so no no. It's not like the it's not like the lambic, the cherry, the framboise. Well, no, which not is quite like it just it just smells like cherries. I mean, you can't you can put the the glass in front of you and you're smelling cherries all the way back here. Right. Okay. You, with this, you need to really get your nose in there and get. Yeah, geeky. you really need to get your nose in there. Okay. You really need to smell it because, and I think this is the this is the part that makes it accessible for people because it doesn't have that big pungent aroma of of peaches. For example, if you Because o- people who don't like peaches wouldn't like the pear that I'm <laughs> no, 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 always thinking. I'm sorry, John. <laughs> it's the memory of this. If you open a can of peaches that have been, you know, the the weird <laughs> court. We're in San Francisco. Do you know you can get fined up to $500 now for having canned peaches? I know, but if you open the canned what? peaches. They, they come out from the ferry building with clubs and they beat the <laughs> snot out of you for canned fruit. Right. That's not it, organic or sustainable. But if you open you can the can. get explosive botulism. If you can, if you open the can of peaches, it smells, it's like this big overwhelming aroma of peaches. It's not good. And corn syrup. And corn syrup. (laughs) (laughs) High fructose corn syrup peaches. Hey. And I think this is another good uh, summer to go well in our summer show. I would like to cook with this. I would like to to do a use this for a marinade. How about soaking a pork chop in it? Mm, That's funny because I've I saw a show Emerald cooked with Lindemans. I think it it's was on the creek. floor down the hall. 
Yeah, he made a pork uh, shoulder. Bam. Yep, bam. <laughs> it's one more notch. I like the Lindemans because Creek. Tony Bourdain says that he's not a big stupid loser. And I believe everything Tony Bourdain says. <laughs> I want to be Tony Bourdain. I could tell. <laughs> no, the the fruit beers fruit beers can be all over the map. Um, some can be very subtle, mm-hmm. uh, even within the lambic style. <laughs> um, <coughs> pardon me. Um, and it's like with the watermelon wheat beer. People who've had something like. Uh, the Lindemans or some other beers, uh, Pyramid, Pyramid, blah, Pyramid Pyramid makes their apricot beer that I like, but it's really apricot. And people start to expect a really, really watermelony flavor. Like a you, huge presence. Right. It's really not there. It's not there. And that's the, the trick of the watermelon wheat. Mm-hmm. Because watermelon's a flavor that's been faked really bad. You know, with like Jolly Rancher and stuff like that. And people start to expect some of those faker flavors because some of the... Some breweries that do fruit beer uh, do them with different extracts and shortcuts. Mm-hmm. And you can taste it because it tastes a lot more sort of contrived. I don't know what I don't know if Pyramid uses apricots or extract. I still like the balance on that thing. But I knew other breweries where I'll taste their fruit beer and it's like, ah. And then I find out later that it's an, it's an extract or something that they're using or concentrate. Yeah, I think there is a uh, New Belgium mix-up. A raspberry beer that's uh, the balance is off for me. I don't care for it. Well, the beer that I love when I'm up in Oregon for the Brewers Festival is Ruby, which is uh, oh, that was a Mc- black raspberry. It's a McMinimum sort of black raspberry. That. That I is love good. that stuff. That is good, and it's the perfect for that time of the year. You know, July in Portland, perfect beer. I think it's the thing with a with a fruit beer is you have to have a good balance. Yeah, of all of the traits. It's an upcoming event. Yes, we, we can get our ruby down here. Well, so what's the we're, like? waiting, we're waiting for ruby, and then we're, we can do the uh, new Glarus and the... And Brewmaster wants uh, to be on And Brewmaster show. wants... Really? Well, the bald one. Uh, okay. <laughs> so you mentioned uh, July in Portland. What's it The last like? full... It, okay. I've said this before, so this is a rerun. But if somebody said, Motor, I'm going to pay for you to go for a week... To either Oktoberfest in Munich or the Oregon Brewers Festival. I've been to both. I would pick the Oregon Brewers Festival. Um, Why? It's just fun. I love Portland. Um, Oktoberfest, everybody should go to Oktoberfest once, but Oktoberfest is work. I mean, Oktoberfest is, a, <laughs> I thought I was ready for it. The sheer size of it. Yeah, no, it seems like it's, a monster. It's unbelievable. I thought it was a monster. It was an unbelievably big monster. Um, but no, the Oregon Birds Festival, Portland in July is just pleasant. They're, they've always had, I think it's 88 breweries. Um, we'll put a link on this, OregonBeerFest.org or something like that. Um, it's not a competition. So all the, uh, all the brewers who are up there are relaxed. They're not tensed out like the, the GABF, Great American Beer Festival, where everybody's wondering whether or not they're going to win a medal. Mm. Um, the, uh. The Brewers Festival buys all the kegs of beer, uh, but it's just like a, it's a huge party. And Portland, there's so many brew pubs in Portland that I've never been at the or- to the Oregon Brewers Festival at night. We get there usually when it opens at noon, every day that it's open. 
and stay to about three or four in the afternoon and then head out because through the day it gets more and more crowded. And by the time it gets really crowded, you can make all the noise you want on mic. These are really good mics. They don't hear potato chips being opened and ruffled and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and so, um, you know, once you've had your fill of the festival, the lines get to be lo too long for the beer. You take off and you just start hopping pubs until the pubs shut down. And you do it all again the next day. And uh, one of the tricks is to make sure you eat enough. And the other trick is to walk around. If you drive around, you don't have that exercise that helps to burn the alcohol. And mm -hmm. so you start to peter out a lot sooner. Right. But it's, the weather is usually nice. Got thunderstorms one year. Another, but it was it was warm, and another year it was really hot. And Portland, when it's 100 degrees, it's like San Francisco when it's 100 degrees. You just want to die. Unbearable. Yeah, because it's not a place that's set up for hot weather. I'm better guy there then. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a couple more beers. There's only one. We only have well, one more. We. Oh, that's the duplicate. That's the that's yeah. the after show beer. Okay. Right. So we have this last beer. <laughs> Why don't you talk about that, John? Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm sure you'll be able to. So you have some. As I, uh, go I th over this way. I think you have some thoughts on this one. I do have some thoughts on this beer, and I haven't even tried this beer yet. So it's not the beer; it's no, it's the marketing of this beer, and not that I've, not that I've ever been. Not that I've ever. I mean, who am I? Right? I'm just a guy with with a podcast. So I have an opinion about this, and my thing is that <clears throat> I do not like the frat boy version of beer, where people who are in the fraternities and the sororities, or the fororities, are drinking to drink, you know, the game part of it. They're getting, they're getting drunk, they're, getting, they're doing damage to property, they're doing it in the name of, this is what we do, and oh my gosh, it's a lot of fun. <clears throat> right. And so, so generally, they're drinking their cause. They're drinking their, um, what else? What else would they be drinking? Generally? Well, they would be drinking, you know, the cheapest beer possible, and their only purpose is to get their to get their drink on. Right. And so, there's so many wonderful things about beer. Like, we've just had this amazing flight of beers. The Frambois, uh, or actually the Lambic, the Edinbecker, the Mothership, the Wit, the uh, uh, the Train Beer. It's been, you know, all these wonderful flavors that there are. Hmm. So, I'm holding it. And so, our friend from from Minneapolis was touring San Francisco and he said, Hey, this is our local beer. This is from our local brewery. So he sent us some of these and we're about to try this, but before we try it, I'm going to talk about what I see in the marketing. So the first thing is, is that this is called Surly Brewing Company. So Surly, what does that mean? What is the first thing that you, you, the impression that you get? If I was sitting at a bar next to a person who was described as Surly, I would get up and get another seat. Exactly. We don't like, <laughs> we basically don't like this behavior. Tough. Tough um, guy. Aggressive. aggressive. Aggressive would be a good way to You know, having, it. having, you know, hey, bartender, notice, you know, come over here, give me another drink. Or basically asking people to, 
you know, put up with this this ruckus ruckus attitude. And I would uh, hooligan is a is a mm-hmm. word that I would use to do this. Our local basketball team just went to the playoffs and did very well in the first round, upset the number one seed, and then lost in the second round. And I would describe a lot of the patrons who were uh, patronizing our favorite pubs that had televisions during that time as, as being surly. Yeah. And one of the problems is the local basketball team doesn't get much notice because they pretty much suck for a long time. They have. They've sucked forever. And there are a lot of people who jumped on the bandwagon. Do you know that expression? Bandwagon. Oh, yeah. yeah. They all. There were a lot of bandwagon jumpers. Just and basketball, they cheer every time the dumb ball goes in the yeah. dumb net. That happens like a hundred times a game, and they were all surly. Anyway. <laughs> so the other breathe problem, in. So uh, breathe. surly by surly by itself wouldn't be so bad. But then they named the beer Furious, <laughs> which is a wife beer. This is somebody who... I'm furious that the Warriors lost. Yeah, exactly. Not really. No, I'm no. furious the Giants are probably being swept by the A's. Oh, they but probably, that happens every year. That happens every year. They just need to learn not to play baseball in Oakland. Giants, stay away. They're going to beat you up. Then we have to listen to the A's fans whine at us. So, you know, it's basically calling out a ruckus behavior. So on the back it says, get surly. Um, and it's called furious. And all the type that's on it is askew. So basically, this beer is just asking for rowdy behavior um, from the patrons that are drinking it. All right. That being said. And it's the same kind of can that would be like a rock star. I was going to say the graphic designer who isn't good enough to design the rock star can designed that. (laughs) Although I like their upside down logo. I like the little two-sided logo thing. Although the guy's face is all red and pissed off. I wouldn't say it's badly designed, but it looks like an energy drink. but it's got a it's got a uh, it's got flames coming off of it. You know, who wants it, a beer that's on fire? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We might like this, John. That might be the problem. Well, well no, I just wanted good. to say I just wanted to say all this because you know when I the when I listened to the when I listened to the brewer talk about what they did and how this is, I'm like, wow, this is like so against this is so against the grain of the, <laughs> of brewers. Grain? No, 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 no. This okay. You hired my writer. This is so. This is no. He keeps sending me samples and <laughs> using the freebies. Exactly. Yeah, I've got my writer. But it's so against the grain for for what craft beer is doing that this is this. You know, it takes it's ten steps to the right from from what, and I'm even surprised that it got allowed because of our friends up in. Uh, uh, up at uh, Petaluma. Yeah, the the ATF. Well, the, is that state by state? No, it's it's national. It's national. It's national. The, the, what you can or cannot put on a beer label or an alcohol label is strictly regulated. And um, Cantillon has, I forget which one of their beers, they have sort of a Botticelli-esque nude laying back enjoying the beer. And it's like you can't have naked women on your beer label. No. Uh, also, there was a. There used to be a great brewery. This is for road trips, uh, at the top of the grapevine. In <laughs> at the top of the grapevine, uh, which is when you drive to Los Angeles, you uh, the fastest way is to go down the Central Valley of California. Right before you get to L.A., you've got about forty-five minutes where you're driving up and over the hills. The top of the hill from the town of Lebec was this brewery called Oaky Girl, because the woman who opened it 
was from Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Okie was originally a derogatory, a derogative uh, term during the Depression when uh, drought caused a lot of farms in Oklahoma to fail. So all these people were coming out to California and they were called Okies. Uh, but it was Okie Girl Brewery and it was sort of the uh, a blonde laying back against a, uh, a bale of hay with like a bottle of beer and like the Daisy Duke outfit, yeah. little tight shorts and top not, not with a cowboy hat. Not anything too, you know, it was basically, you know, your hot chick laying back with her thing. And they sponsored a section of highway cleanup because you can sponsor along the freeway. You know, we clean this mile of freeway. Um, and also they got um, along the interstates, they have the exit signs. They tell you what services are coming up next. So they tell you which gas station and they have logos. Anyway, they couldn't, the Okie Girl thing just couldn't be, uh, I just want to give John enough time to retch here. Uh, <laughs> uh, they, got tr they got in trouble because of their logo. Right. And so this, this sort of like, sort of like, eh, you know, you've got a Molotov cocktail on the back. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. I used all my words. Um, it's very extreme. It should have like a rubber grip on it. It should. <laughs> it should be yellow. It like should come yellow. with a bright yellow rubber grip. It should have an LED that flashes. Blink, blink, <laughs> blink. And it should have a little cord that you can wrap around your wrist so you don't drop it. When you're rock climbing or doing yeah. something else. Extreme. extreme. Yeah, it is extreme. Uh, it's like they've taken four Sierra Nevada Pale Ales and like condensed them. Added some roastiness. They did a reduction of Sierra Nevada. Right, yeah, 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 a reduction of... <laughs> and they burned the pot doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great way of putting it. There's a there's an imbalance between the malt and the hops. It's at odds. There's a deficit. You know why? Why? Because they're surly. <laughs> and they're furious. And they're not brewing to style. <laughs> that... Hmm. No, there's something... There's a... There's... There's... The whole beer, and then there's the hole in the middle. It's like donut. And there's a there's a hole in the middle of this like one. Donut beer. Donut. Donut beer. Would that? Would that think if we had fashion, if we had or, uh, if we had donuts, we might actually like this beer better because of that. Nope, the chip's not going to help. I just like chips mm, in general. Donuts. Okay. It's so bitter. It's donut just, beer. I just I can't. Have you ever had my mouth around it? <laughs> this with donuts? I'm so not, I'm not is, picturing this it. is um this is. Coming in somewhere on the can here it is. It's a uh, 99 IBUs, and I can only think of one other thing that's 99, and that's Luft balloons. <laughs> <laughs> 99. Luft if you were driving to Nico's fridge, you'd have to take Highway 99. You would have to take. <laughs> okay, I've had some chips. <laughs> Try it again. To expel the peaches from my tongue. <laughs> to the expel the peaches. And it has nothing to do with the fact that we just had this wonderful peach beer tasting this. What what I big what game. I tasted this time, which is strange, is I'm tasting sort of the burnt dark that you'd taste in a porter or a stout at the first. Right. Rather than sort of the more golden-y thing that happens with uh, usually when you're drinking a beer like this. That there's a there's like a bitter burnt taste at the beginning. I want to ask this, and you know, this is we could actually get a, get them on the phone and have a chat. But I'm going to ask this, given the the specific locale of this brewery, 
how you know this is way off for the beer drinkers in the in the area. This goes against everything that they're that they're the demographic of that of that area. You know, the local beer person because it's so bitter. I'm thinking I'm going to play good cop here. Okay. Um, a long, long time ago, there was only one place that I knew of on the East Coast. And this is the Midwest. But a place that we're, – we're in California. We're used to – you know, Sierra Nevada put their stake in the ground and said, this yeah. is how you use hops in beer if you're going to use a lot of hops. Um, and a lot of places around New York City, because I'd spend time out in Manhattan – we're sort of like fishing around trying to figure out how to use hops in beer. Okay. And Chelsea Pierce Brewing was getting it right because the brewmaster who's still there um, came out from California. He had worked at 20 Tank. And he was always brewing the beer. I'd go there and go, yeah, this is the beer with hops that I'm used to. While everybody else is fishing around. And this might be the result of fishing around with hops. Okay. Ra- trying to experiment with their own style rather than... Um, than brewing to style. Or, yeah, pretty much. Mm, the chocolates help. <laughs> mm, chocolate chocolate. always helps. Mm. <laughs> Good times. Good times. Actually, it needs to be paired with chocolate. Yeah, it actually is not too bad no, at all. No, now it's really good. Now I'm it, liking it a lot. Right. <laughs> I think you had Baker's chocolate. This is this is a sixty percent cocoa dark chocolate. Mm. Okay, so just it's just out of balance. It's not. It's just not... It's a chocolate beer. It's a chocolate beer. Mm. Mm. Don't judge a book by its cover. Like, you could... So, you can kind of give it the hard line, but you could also take the other direction of... Okay, so these guys, maybe they are trying to educate someone that this kind of design of the can, Mm -hmm. size of the can... They'll educate that the people that that will attract into the more hard style beers, so they'll take them away from the lighter style. I don't think somebody that would be attracted to the can would like what's on the inside. Right. I so think they would be like, "That's I don't possible." Know, I'm never going to buy this again. Yeah, but at least it's getting them to try it. It's interesting for sure. Well. Thanks for sending it. Happy that we got to try it. I do like red. Red's pretty. God, this sounds like this sounds like when I was teaching at art school, <laughs> when I was like throwing the throwing the uh, worst project ever under a bus. <laughs> and I said to the person after watching the watching the video that they had made, and I didn't have anything good to say about it, and I was most appalled that I had my minute and a half wasted and I said I, I like that color right there <laughs> and she was like and then I went on to the next thing and she's like what 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 else do you like about it and I'm like scrolled around the movie a little bit I'm like I like that color right there too <laughs> more cowbell yeah more cowbell <laughs> I once was told during one of my critiques um, that <laughs> I the, the shirt that I was wearing was the same color scheme that I used in my drawing. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. If this is being successful in the area, then, you know, more power to them. Is it being successful? Evidently. Okay. okay. Right. You have to spend a lot of money to buy cans. That's a dead serious it's statement. A, it's, a big, it's a big, big investment. Because bo- bottles, you just buy a brown bottle, and then you 
pay to pay for the printer. With a can, a minimum run of cans is like seven billion. No, literally, it's a whole hell of a lot of cans. Yeah. It's like you have to have half a million cans. Right. Yeah. Well, and then you have to have a place to store them, and then you have to have a way of, you know, getting the seal on it. I mean, it's not it's not a minor expense. The the cool thing about cans is, we've talked about this a bunch of times because we're tools. The cool thing about cans <laughs> is that they're lighter. They're easier to. They're easier for the the uh, retailer to stock because they can be stacked. Um, they're they're less impact on the environment overall because it's easier to recycle it. Um, you can squish it so that you don't have to have tons and tons of storage on it. If you have a hammer, you can squish a bottle. <laughs> That's pulverizing, <laughs> not squishing. And then, and then, last but not least, the the. Where was this going? Uh, or, uh, Keep laughter. reading off the press release in I'm, 21A. Exactly. You tool. <laughs> um, oh, no. The last thing about... The last thing is... No UV contamination. No UV. No UV contamination. So all these beers that are green bottles, this one, this one, that one, um, there has, there's no chance of, of UV contamination, meaning that light won't affect it. We found, I mean, the, the, we the found one show this, we did, Heineken in a can versus Heineken in a bottle. Two totally different beers. Yeah. It's like, this one came from Holland. This one came out of a skunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh. At least it was a Danish skunk and not a Canadian skunk. <laughs> like uh, other beers we've had. All right. Well, thank you very much, Chris, for being on the show. No thank worries. You. Hope you learned a lot. You've contributed a lot today. Um, I'm not sure about that. No, you have. You've, you're totally on topic. Yeah, Vegemite. <laughs> we, I didn't. We didn't know, know anything about yeah. it. No. So, okay. how big is ACDC in Australia? Well, it's a funny thing. A lot of Australians don't realize that ACDC comes from Australia. They think it's an American band. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it is. I love them. I don't think I've heard. I couldn't tell you a song that they've written in the last twenty years that I know. But they're a, a, just a, a. I explained it as it's the blues played loud. They're old stuff. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Rosie, the intern. Yes, John, the host. Did you learn lots today? I did. Right on. Anything you want to tell us about? Um. No, I'm excited for our next run of shows, though. Cool. The next run of shows is uh is going to take a lot of studying. We're going to need a lot of help. We have to hit the books. Have to hit the books. I've got we, the book. You have the book. Exactly. I have the book. The book. No. Um, well, the homework is easy this week. Get some beers that you've never, ever, 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 ever tried or heard of, and try them out. Maybe get your friends to try them out. Well, always to you know, it shouldn't just be you. Although some people listen to Beer School alone, and I don't recommend that. I think it's a I think it's a that you should emulate what we do on the show. So you should sit together on the uh, on the streetcar, and you have one earbud, and your yes. butt has the other earbud as you listen on your iPod. Yeah, because it's in mono, and that works that way. <laughs> or get some microphones and uh, some beer, and make your own podcast. When we uh, have uh, Rockstar Bartender back, we should broadcast in stereo and have her isolated on one channel. Yeah, that way that if the people are really annoyed, <laughs> they can just turn the stereo turn her the, channel off, turn to the left instead of the right. And then they get everybody but the rock star. Uh, the there, there was a uh, famous morning radio personality here, and the complaint was always he never played enough music in the morning. So one morning, 
he did complete separation and they played music constantly in one channel and did the regular <laughs> show in the other channel. <clears throat> I think another important thing for the homework is if you get beer that you actually don't like, make a note of why you don't like it. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you don't, why why don't you like it? Oh. The picture on the label made me sad. <laughs> I love this picture. I want a poster That's the same of this one too. Dog that I that was run over when I was five. Maybe the guys from uh, Vagarosa will send us a poster of their of the train label. The train going through the extracting, chasing a parrot. The train is extracting uh, mineral goods from the rainforest, causing global destruction. I think that's what that's telling me. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nobody driving Whoa. the train. Check it out. There's nobody driving the train. That's just like, uh, you know, they probably listen to the dead. Yeah. <laughs> Most likely. Trouble the dead. Ahead. Here's to the 40th anniversary of the Summer of Love, Trouble too. Beyond. Don't you know that notion just crossed my mind? Motor? Yes. We have one last thing to say. And yeah, that is, and that is well. You didn't ask me how the show went. <laughs> How'd the show go, Motor? She's getting too smart. Uh uh Yeah, you can kill me, and you get a replacement. I'm nervous now. It's like, did you see the bewitched with Will Ferrell? No. My God, I'm Darren. They killed Darren and replaced him. Nobody even knew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. Oh, be, it's that laugh. So, nobody could. Nobody. So can, wait, wait. So I'm it, gonna be Motor for Halloween. Do, do you? Which which bewitched dude did you prefer? The first guy or the second guy? The first Darren, of I couldn't tell them apart. Okay. So what else do we have to say? I don't know. We have... Oh, there's only one last thing to say, and that is... Class, class dismissed! dismissed! <laughs> <laughs> now we only have one more beer. I know. I'm so sad. Is this the after show? The after show. It's the after show. This is what we talked about. So what do you think? It, did Leopard really get delayed because of the iPhone, or yeah. is there something else going no, on there? No, they, <laughs> they they delayed it because of the iPhone. I believe, though, that it's actually delayed because, because it was intentional. They always were going to delay it. Because the reason is, um, the Worldwide Developer Conference is in June, and they had not shown their cards. They haven't shown us the feature-complete version of OS X. And so with that in mind, you have to... You have to you have to show it before you can ship it, and if you just spring this on the developers, it's going to be like, uh, what happened? Uh, they, uh, our good friends at Adobe, uh, they finally announced train that beer. Freehand is dead. Bummer. I'm, I'm finishing the train beer. So I, I like get out the smelling salts. <laughs> it is. Everybody's <laughs> making fun of it still. <laughs> Me. You could wake the dead with So, that. if anybody knows how to uh, fix a couple it's of bugs in freehand, uh, but it's furious. motor at com. What bugs do you need? It's t- there are a couple of files that it crashes when it tries to open a freehand file that was free before, oh. which was fine before. And it wasn't even a big, a couple of files, they're not that big. I don't know what the issue is, but it just crashes the whole program. And the file doesn't open now. Bummer. So, that's a nice FU from our friends at, uh, at Adobe. At Adobe. I'm, su- and, I'm and surprised that they don't spin the company or spin the code out to somebody else that wants to maintain it, you know, because they're going to sell 10, 20,000 copies, which is fine for an indie developer. Yeah. But doesn't. Wow, this is so hey. hey, you want. You, you, <laughs> you should you, get freehand. I'll buy a copy. <laughs> <laughs> mm. And I think. Maybe that, they could open source it. 
That'd be interesting. That would be interesting. I, I think maybe the problem is that it's just it goes back to being such old code. I mean, this thing is right. this is pre Illustrator and freehand are basically the same era of time. It has its own. Uh, it's written in its own language. Yeah. It's yeah. It 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 is very old. And it's perfect. Lemon contraband. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's like a, uh, the thing about Freehand is that Freehand was owned by Altus that also had PageMaker, and there's a lot of PageMaker in Freehand. That's right. And so PageMaker is no more. And that's one of the things that made Freehand so great. Was the Is that I've done, I've done like 30-page publications in Freehand uh, because it had all amazing text handling things. Had, I've done beer labels. I actually had more. I've done. There's actually a commercial beer label out there that I designed. Oh, in freehand. In freehand, and there are probably about three people in the world who could answer the question: What beer label is that? Hmm. I don't know. Or I, the map on the Twenty First Amendment website. I do know that. Uh, That's back when they were still using uh, copper. What, what is it? Copper plate. Oh, yeah, copper plate. Copper plate for their font. I know that <laughs> freehand had way better text handling capability than Illustrator did for the longest time. Yeah. You know, in terms of letting and kerning and all that. And then they finally came up with the paragraph or the the uh, the paragraph tab. And mm. then there was more stuff and I'm like, oh okay, finally. Can you shrink the width of the letters? That's my favorite trick in free. You can't do it in Illustrator. You See, have free, to you have to outline it and squish it. Because because Macromedia also had Fontographer. That's right. So in freehand, you can just go if you're tr- if you're laying out a paragraph or something, and you want and it's not breaking right at the end, you just go in and change the width of the characters to ninety five percent, and everything turns out fine. Or ninety seven percent, so yeah. that you know Palatino still looks like Palatino. <laughs> and what does that have to do with beer? Oh yeah, I said beer level. That's right. You said beer level. <laughs> No, I thought it would be funny if we just stay on topic so that everyone's confused about, wait a minute, <laughs> I thought that... <laughs> My iPod skipping. Do, what in the do what, who, huh? Do any of us have a favorite beer label? Ooh. This one. Yeah? This is my new favorite beer label. Wow. Mothership Wit. Um, They're going to send me a poster. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> favorite beer label. <clears throat> I've always liked the Anchor labels. Uh, for a couple of reasons. First of all, they're uh, as has been uh, reported, putting an oval onto a round bottle is a nightmare in terms of the mechanical <laughs> gluing the thing on. Uh, in design, they've always stuck to the same sort of design that looks, it's modern, but it looks like it could be 100 years old. And not 100 years old in a fake sort of 100 years old way. Yeah, I like this one because I like choo-choo's. I also and like, the Vigorosa beer has uh, choo-choo's on it. I also like that you can't get the label off the bottle. <laughs> we were cross-dressing bottles before. No, you were playing paper no, dolls all we. by yourself you. in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so usually what happens is, this is an old thing, back to when I was a company of one. I would always say, we, not I. Because if I said, oh yeah, I'll get on that right away, then everyone was let on the fact that I was a company of one, but I always wanted to look bigger. So I would always say, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll do that in a couple of days, or we'll send that out. How many it, people send that out? Yeah. See, I've never done that. I've got a, my, one of my friends who's a company of one, uh, even the company name, uh, everybody thought that the company was named after somebody else. Ah. 
And so, yeah, he'd refer to Mr. What's-His-Name as, yeah. <laughs> when he was in contract negotiations or something like, Mr. What's-His-Name won't like that. So I don't think I can really get that past him. In, uh, in uh, one of my companies that I had, I actually had different personas. And so if, this was back when I was doing software. And so if you called up the company and wanted tech support, I'm like, oh, Eric, uh, you need to talk to him. He's out to lunch. Okay. And so it's basically me just not wanting to take the call. Just reaching your desk door and yeah. pull a different okay. hat. Yeah. Uh, so, John told me John told me you called. What do you need done? Yeah. So then I <laughs> so then I call then I call back. I'm like, hi, it's Eric Stratton from uh from <laughs> you had a last name and everything. I had a well and they're like Eric Stratton was was uh the uh the the, the, uh, the, the nemesis of the uh, Deltas in Animal House. Exactly. So Eric Stratton, <laughs> class president, or uh, Delta Delta president, damn glad yep. to meet you. Yes. And so anyway, Delta, the, so they would get, <laughs> I would always call back. I'm like, oh, Eric, thanks for calling back. Oh, I figured out my problem. I'm like, oh, okay, what was it? And then I'd, I'd get the feedback about what that was. I'm like, oh. So then the next time somebody would call, I would already know what to do because because Eric had got the info. This wit is so good. Did we ever fix the buzz in the mic? Yeah. Oh. For whatever reason, flipping the channels around. Isn't the this buzz. where? Isn't this where? Oh, we're going to do a show like that. Where? What? The wall. Oh, yeah. If you listen very, 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 very quietly at the beating of the wall, you hear, We came in. And at the end, all the way at the end of the album, it says, Isn't this where? <laughs> hello, hello. It's like at the end of the dark side of the moon. It's like there is no dark side of the moon. It's all dark. <laughs> Indeed. Hey, kid. <laughs> give me another can of Surly. 